0: I'm
1: Mac
3: I'm Eris And I'm Z
1: And this week your away team is discussing two new, ep- not new episodes, they're <laughs> 50 years old uh, Two additional episodes of the original series, Tomorrow is Yesterday and Court Martial Ooh. I can't imagine our discussion of tomorrow as yesterday is going to be all that time travel centric, considering that it's also the episode that has a very truncated B plot where the Enterprise computer, <laughs>
0: it's a sexy computer. develops
1: a uh, a female presenting personality,
0: <laughs> which com-
1: which completely muddles Kirk's absolutely pl- like like romantic relationship with it
0: yes and let's be very clear they didn't fix the computer by the end of this episode so do they ever i don't know
3: Nope. <laughs> I, um i would say i thought it was really funny that there wasn't like a female counterpart for kirk to be like in love with this time around or to seduce but there was the computer instead
1: right
3: yes <laughs> like, like up. <laughs>
1: All the shit we've been giving Kirk up until this point suddenly became moved from subtext to text.
0: And since Angel is doing the voice, I'm like, dude, you're flirting with your boss's wife.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they weren't married yet.
0: Oh well, it, they were heading that direction.
1: You're you're flirting with your boss's His mistress. mistress?
0: <laughs> Basically, for like a good
2: couple of seconds, I was like, did did Captain Kirk actually tell the computer to start calling him that? Like I, like I. <laughs> We make jokes about him like fucking the ship but here we are.
1: <laughs> there was there was a very thin level of protest when the when the, the the computer was like he was like, "Well, I don't like it." Except I do.
0: And I I'm thinking like that little bit of protest was only because he got caught.
1: Yeah. <laughs> somebody, exactly. else,
0: yeah. somebody else. Somebody else from the computer and he's like, "Ah, oh, damn, I got to explain this." Well, was spock. <laughs> yeah,
1: like yeah, your your main piece <laughs> found your side piece for lack of a better term. And,
3: uh,
2: it was like he was embarrassed that like a drawer fell open and like handcuffs and whips fell out of it. He was like, Oh no, my fetish is on the outside now. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was
1: it's such a weird. Just
2: plot for me at the bedroom.
1: <laughs> right. It was such a weird plotline. It was introduced and it seemed like, okay, this is a runner, a B runner. And then it's not really addressed again until the end when it's absolutely, like you said, Laura, not resolved at all.
0: <laughs> They're like, oh, I guess we'll
2: get this fixed, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially coming from, like, like it was this episode and then the next episode, which is Court Martial, that also deals a lot with computing. Did they, like, try to repair the computer and then they made the computer worse? And is that, like, how they're resolving this? Like, yeah, we try to scrub it out, but it turns out that we took out all the, the fun, smart part out of the computer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's now just emotionally needy, which is what we need from all of our computers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the other theory I thought that, that I had was that the moment... The computer has a more demonstrably human personality. Kirk's interest in it disappears to almost zero. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. There, there's one reading of it that he's like, "Oh no, I'm panicking because people know my kink." And the other reading is of, "Oh, you have a personality? No, th- no, thank you."
2: <laughs> yeah, does bring up some some new questions uh, that I didn't want to have at all, and I don't think I actually want answered.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a totally reasonable position to take.
2: Yeah. Uh, I did have one. I mean, speaking of Quirk's weird sex habits, I noticed in this episode when the pilot, when they beam the pilot up for the first time on the ship, which I'm like, whatever. I can get into uh, their logic there later. But anyway. There's a lot of
1: weird logic to unpack. You're
2: you're, you're good. it's just like a comedy of errors this entire episode. <laughs> um, whoops, we had a problem. Oh no, we made it worse. Um, anyway, um, so, so the pilot comes on board, right? and he's like, you know, oh my god, with uh, fucking aliens or whatever. And then Kirk, like does this weird like he they, they film him with his sexy face. <laughs> you know where they where they, the, the light is only on his eyes the top of his yeah. hair and like the bottom of his chin is kind of in shadow and that is the only top like the, they only use that for I'm about to seduce somebody cause I'm gonna fuck like that's Kurt's
3: sexy face and they did it for the pilot <laughs> also that's what they used to use on like um, the female counterparts to like westerns and stuff to yes! show that they were yeah. like seductive, but like I never saw them use it on men in the westerns. Like it was right. always women. So Yes. That
1: was prime hooker light. Yeah. <laughs> yes! yes.
3: They they did they did
2: hooker face on Kirk. And I'm like, oh, well, hi. Like, like, okay, if if it was like a female pilot or whatever, I would have I mean, like, okay, cool. Of course he's gonna seduce the sexy, you know, 1960s era female fighter pilot. Of course he's gonna do but it's like a dude, and I'm just sort of like, you are giving me uh cannon fodder for all of my theories on Kirk and Spock. Like, thank you for cementing this for me. Uh, I will use this to fanfic later. <laughs> 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 because, you know, Kirk is bi, and we all know this. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: The evidence is overwhelming.
2: Yeah, he just... He wants to fuck everybody, and i will I support him in that. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of do it? it.
1: Everybody and everything. <laughs> oh,
2: that's true. Yes, yeah. that's they kind of do it
0: in court martial a little bit too. Like that's something I noticed. Maybe not quite the like the 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 special lighting around his eyes, but anytime when the captain was talking to what was it the commodore? Mm-hmm. Was that the the yeah. the, the other guy? There was a scene where they're standing just face to face, but every time they cut to Kirk's uh, close-ups, he's standing slightly askew with his, like, one of his shoulders back, and he's, like, smoldering into the camera, and and I was like, so are you twisting your body while you're talking to him? You're like, up close, I'm sideways, but... On the other side, I'm facing you, and then I'm sideways again. Like it was so awkward to watch. <laughs> it, it's so if you're taking this as a
2: like, if you're watching the show as if it was a documentary or whatever, like you know, like the it's the Watsonian view, not the Doyle view of like you're gonna take everything they show as like truth, and then you try to unpack why the characters are doing things there, and you're not talking about well, that's just because the writers fucked it up. Um, <laughs> it makes me think that Kirk flirts and like frequently has relationships maybe maybe with men uh because he seems to do it more with men than women um that's very antagonistic like he just likes being a brat and that's that's his seduction style (laughs) when he's trying to seduce a dude and that's literally i'm watching this because yeah like i'm like i think you're telling me he's supposed to be angry but that doesn't look angry that looks this i'm gonna get you my bed later and it's gonna be great
3: (laughs) does does that make kirk a bottom? A little bit, yes.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think he's a bottom with people and a top with ships.
3: Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh I love that well, you've all taken this angle, whereas I kind of just went to the lowest common denominator. I'm like, maybe Shatner's not that good of an actor. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's the doyles view.
2: That's like...
1: They all fucked this up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, it's like on that front, I mean, it's a weirdly edited episode anyway. Yes. It just yeah, it's bad continuity there. But then like later on when he's having the fist fight with the uh Air Force guards, oh like God. there there's a cutaway and then it cuts back to him and he literally drop kicks one of the guards and he is at a angle parallel with the floor. He comes in sideways. Yes, he dove into their
3: arms like a fucking ballerina. Yeah, it was what.
1: And of course, like you didn't see him jump and pirouette. It's just he, like fighting stance. Cut to reverse angle, sideways lunge.
3: Yeah, like we didn't we didn't see him twirl and pirouette, but it happened.
1: Right? Yeah, I guess. Or he's magic. He's magic. <laughs>
2: overhand like hammer chop things karate I don't like everybody's doing it now I don't like does nobody know how to fucking fight on this fucking... can't they hire a stuntman who knows how to throw a punch like what the
1: hell it was TV in the 60s they never thought anybody would be looking that close
2: <laughs> guess not it just was very it reminded me so much of um, I think it was Austin Powers where he was just Chopping people and just literally yelling, "Judo, Judo. chop!" As like yeah. he hits the people, and and then they just fall over. And I'm just like, "That's fuck! Oh my god! That's Star Trek! That's <laughs> that's what they're doing yeah. right now." I think Spock honestly has the right idea with the whole like, "What if I just pinch them really hard?" Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm into that <laughs> he's
3: like done of this wildly flailing about just eh nope we're done we're done with all you, of the shenanigans you know what I love about the Vulcan nerve pinch thing is mm. that even if you didn't grow up watching Star Trek like as a kid you tried it at least once like I, <laughs> yes. I, didn't, I didn't grow up watching watching Star Trek but like I cannot tell you how many times I pinched my brother on the shoulder and he would be like ah and I'd be like excellent I'm a Vulcan and I didn't know what it was <laughs> Yes.
1: As I did grow up with Sartre, I tried it many times many times (laughs) many times like there's got to be a nerve there that i'll just touch Mm. and that'll be the end of it
2: it's not that far-fetched of an idea like there's definitely i don't know where they are there's lots of martial arts that employ the use of mastoid strikes which is like the big nerve clusters around your nervous system that will knock you the fuck out it's sort of like if you get hit in the sternum and it knocks the air out of you like it's the Mm. same idea except instead of air it's like your muscles Where you go, shit, that arm's gone.
3: You know <laughs> when you have to wait you, for it to come back. In in middle school you'd walk up to somebody and like nudge the back of their like the back of their shin underneath their knee with your toe and they'd be like, uh oh, and like fall down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do that. I did that all the time. We'd be standing in line, like in line at uh to get water out of the water fountain after we like ran the mile in PE and I'd be like I did not do it to other human beings I seem to have met several dogs
2: in my life that do that to me (laughs) (laughs) including the dog I live with where he's desperate he's like I want to go outside I'm like okay cool let's go to the you know let's go to the back door and he's like I want to go outside right now and like I just topple over (laughs) why
3: I was gonna open the door for you. (laughs) Oh, he's taken me out a couple of times. (laughs) He's just trying to sweep you off your feet, that's all. I
2: think (sighs) he's like, I'm helping. Wait, why isn't the door open?
0: I am very interesting interested in why like kidnapping appears to be the A plot of this (laughs) this episode. And then the B plot is sexy computer. Like who who wrote this? And neither
1: are (laughs) are resolved to any degree of satisfaction.
0: Oh,
3: no. Oh, yeah. no. It's...
1: The computer is just like, oh, well, this is how we're going to live now, but we'll never talk of it again. And the resolution for this time paradox is to beam these people into themselves.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that makes no damn sense. I... That's... <laughs> oh, God.
1: It's bad I'm... time travel, and I know from where I speak. <laughs>
2: I just, I, at this point, like, I lost all of the plot, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I just accepted that they were like, they're trying to science their way out of this hole they dug, and yeah. it's not going well.
1: It's science, I think, is a strong word. They are right, running yeah. out of paper to type on out of it. Yeah.
2: I don't know, something, and they're going to fly towards the sun, and the sun is going to make it. And it's like Superman, you're old, you know, he's just fly around the earth backwards, and it'll make the world go back in time. Yeah, uh, type it up, guys.
1: <laughs> the flying around the sun at a certain speed is a plot thing they will come back to at several oh. points. Like that, I think, I mean, it's it's space opera sci fi nonsense. Mm-hmm. But they establish it and they stick to it. It's that beaming them back into themselves and they never remember what happened thing. Right't doesn't, doesn't quite add up.
2: That doesn't make sense. If that was the case, then wouldn't they just fade out of existence and they could just literally have done nothing? But, okay, whatever. Or you'd be,
1: ca- just stuck, you'd be stuck in a causality loop because they would still encounter the Enterprise and have all of yep. those things happen again. Yes. You know, oh, my God. doesn't account for their initial disruption of the timeline. It's. Oh. It, it reminds me of, there's an episode much later on, we find out there is a Department of Temporal Investigations in Starfleet this is, oh wow! It's an episode that takes place like a hundred years from now, and and uh, they're talking about Captain Kirk, and they say, "Oh Christ, that guy was a menace." <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, that's that's good though.
0: Like yeah. that makes it almost worth it.
1: And all, it does. It <laughs> Well, does.
0: and and Spock even tries to call him out about about it like when they bring the the captain guy on board kirk's all proud of himself for some reason and spock's like uh you know we can't send him back right he has to stay here and the look on kirk's face is like oh shit i did not think this through yeah (laughs) oh my god there's so much of like captain kirk just being just bad
2: at diplomacy it's all (laughs) over the episode (laughs) Where he is just like, like, what if I just tell him you'll never go, you'll never see your wife and kids
3: again? Oh, let me walk this back real quick. Right, <laughs> there was a there was a point where I wrote in my notes. I was like, we're from your future. Now let's do some tampering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we have reached the time for our commercial break, which we will go to Dustley. We at Consolidated Replicators remember what a meal really tasted like. Now, you've enjoyed our red and green chunks for many years, but we offer a new range of menu items so that when you're trapped in the middle of space and in the 60s for some reason, you can have the good old-fashioned meals of home. Those new meals include...
3: Chicken (coughs) chicken soup. soup.
1: End of list. (laughs) So now, your menu includes red and green chunks and chicken soup. And quit asking us about the rest of it. We're working on it. Our messages of social enlightenment. Somebody go.
3: Black Lives
2: Matter.
1: Yes, good.
2: Wear a mask and continue washing your hands. If you're out and about in public, give people six feet of space.
1: Yes, please. And that mask should cover nose and mouth. Nose and mouth. Mm -hmm. The nose, I, I would actually be more comfortable if you covered just the nose and not the mouth. (laughs) <laughs> really? Because the nose is the rough part.
0: Yeah, that, uh,
1: I saw some articles say it was the super <laughs> spread Like I, I want, I want you to do both. I'm not saying you shouldn't do both, but if yeah. for some reason you just won't do both pick the nose over the mouth.
0: Make a plan to vote if you haven't done so already.
1: Donate and volunteer for local down-ballot races. That's if you're in a red or if you're in the other persuasion strongly blue area and you don't feel like the presidential election has much action for you, there's plenty of smaller races where you can make a difference and there is more direct impact into your day-to-day
0: lives. And Uh, if your life isn't impacted by anything right now, please vote as if other people's lives are impacted because they are. Like mine. Vote because you care about me Specifically, yes. vote <laughs> like
1: Eris depends on.
0: <laughs> Cause
1: I do. Consent matters.
3: Wear your seatbelt. Wear your yes. seatbelt.
1: One. Yeah. Water is life. Yeah. If you are interested in our voice usements you should check out As the Myth Turns with your cultural interns,
3: Eris and Z. Uh,
1: they air episodes on weeks that we are off, and their show is really, really great.
2: Thanks. It is. Uh, we talk about <laughs> mythology and folklore and uh, literature stuff. Yeah.
1: For other things Party Apocalypse related, including uh, the fourth wall, books, blogs, movie reviews, etc. Find all of these things at partyapocalypse.com. Eris, you have a YouTube channel.
2: I do. My username is Eris O'Reilly. No punctuation or anything. Just all smushed together as one word. I do mostly less Let's Plays. Right now, we've got two series going. One of Darkest Dungeon, which is a video game that came out in 2015 that is Lovecraftian Horror. And another one, which is Skyrim, which I have modded into Legend of
1: Zelda. Z, you got anything to plug? I got a TikTok. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! And if there's one person who knows TikTok, it's Z, because I don't know anyone else who uses TikTok.
3: My TikTok's also AS. as. E-L-I-D-O-D-I. So, you know, just fuckery and and shit. Oh, boy. And now
1: we're back from our uh, commercial break.
3: Ooh, that was
1: was. I need a a break from that break. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else about Tomorrow is Yesterday before we move on to focusing on Court
0: Martial? I have what I believe to be a pivotal line from this episode that I think perfectly sums up what the writers were doing in this episode. There's a moment where Kirk got captured briefly, and he says, believe me, Colonel, you wouldn't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I mean, that that that's some top-notch writing right there, and I think that's just the whole episode. There was a line that
3: Bones said that I really liked. When Kirk was like, now hey, you're sounding like Spock, he was like, if you're going to get nasty, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! Really There's
1: another way to read that line! <laughs>
0: oh, I didn't even think about that!
1: <laughs> but a little absurd, there was a moment where Kirk and Sulu beam down to the Air Force base, and they're walking through, and, and for some reason, Kirk... Is so amazingly amused by thumbtacks on a cork board <laughs> that he feels the need to point them out to Sulu. Like, hey, to get a look at these. Oh my god. And then they just keep walking on. There's no there's no mention. There's no like, ah, yes, we used to have thumbtacks when we were a brutal savage race, but now we've we enlightened <laughs> like ourselves and we use sticky tech. <laughs> I have one big
2: question. It seems like black holes were I mean, maybe not common knowledge, but, like, they had already been theorized as happening back in the 18th century. And, like, more as, like, space race went on, they gathered even more information about their approximate, how they function. And so why did they decide to use the sun as their reason for time travel? (laughs) Why not just say it's a black hole? Like, I really don't get that.
1: Well, and they referred at the beginning to uh, how they got to this point. They had
0: the ion storms. No, they had no. flown
1: too close to a, a, a
2: black star. Black star. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, Which I'm not even sure is is that a thing. I I guess I should need to do more research or on
1: that. Early nomenclature of black holes. I mean,
2: could be. Yeah. Because yeah. it's this one thing that I've noticed in sci-fi in general. If you, you can take the most bullshit, speculative fantasy thing to happen, but if you say a black hole caused it, the average audience member is going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, no black holes, they're fucking weird. Weird shit happens, you know? Black holes. Okay, sure. Like, <laughs> if you say a yeah. black hole did it, people are going to believe you.
1: And this may be sort of patient zero of that phenomenon.
2: Interestingly enough, if I remember right, black holes, but they do cause temporal distortion when you get close to them. Like, they fuck with time.
1: Well, sure, yeah, (laughs) space-time is going to be
2: Like,
0: the the gravity of it. Relativity is going to be different, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Z got swallowed by a black hole. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My alternate title for this was Ship Computers Be Shopping, but... (laughs) felt felt a little little off.
0: If the title's Tomorrow is Yesterday couldn't we just call it Today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or it'd be the day after tomorrow because if tomorrow is yesterday then we would be in the day after tomorrow.
2: I just think this is the 11th hour uh, time travel episode. (laughs) It could
3: just be the day before. So court martial. (laughs) 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 Let's move (laughs) on.
1: The alternate title I have for that is Single Female Lawyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mine was a Star Trek HR edition. <laughs>
1: it's an interesting episode. I think the big thought that I had that really hadn't solidified in my mind before was that apparently the console on Captain Kirk's command chair <laughs> has three buttons. <laughs> Yellow alert, red alert... An eject, eject pod. pod. <laughs> I know. You think yeah.
3: they
1: now, and that and that's material. weird enough, but there are no buttons to take the ship down from any alert status. And oh. most importantly, no button to order coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah. And all of those buttons are labeled essentially with a label maker. Yeah. So it seems (laughs) like you could just change what they are. So why are those his only three options? (laughs) I'm just like, why do you put the... Jettison
2: space pod, like so close to other buttons that you actually might use on a semi-regular basis. You know, like if you're exploring the far reaches of space where like no man has gone before, you're gonna run into danger more often than not. So why do you have like oh uh, yellow, uh red, uh you fuck this guy over in particular?
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, Kirk should not be on trial. The makers of the ship should be on trial. <laughs> right.
2: Yes, just this is such bad hardware design. (laughs) You're gonna ask for accidents. Why has this? Why is this the first time this court martial has been brought up? This should be happening every other episode.
1: (laughs) Like Kirk's pausing in the middle of every line because he's reminding himself, okay, yellow alert, red alert, jettison pod, yellow alert, red alert, alert, jettison pod, yellow alert, red alert. Jason
0: Pond. <laughs> and like all he had to do was consult with his highly capable communications officer and she could probably tell him this is a bad idea sir.
1: Yeah. I'll reprogram your chair so no one else dies.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm
2: actually kind of I'm I'm really astounded that uh the captain has buttons on his chair at all. They've got eight bazillion people on the bridge who are doing everything from flying the ship to, like, delivering people coffee. Like, why can't he just go yellow alert and a hura press a button?
0: Right. You know, right. she's
2: already got all the buttons there.
1: <laughs> and, and I assure more you,
2: capable than he is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I assure you, every other instance of the ship going to an alert status, somebody else will be pressing the button.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah, recall yes. him ever pushing buttons to do that before.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe it was a effect.
0: new thing. <laughs> they tried it out once yeah. and then decided that's a bad idea. Well, okay, we've well, already I killed gonna one you, person. We're going to give you
1: three commands on your chair. Three, and they're important ones. Uh-oh. Big time uh-oh. And kill someone. Don't kill, don't touch kill someone until at least you've gone to big
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> color code the buttons or something <laughs> put the je- put the
1: destroy a human life on the other
2: arm of the chair <laughs>
1: <laughs> or or have, it, have it one of those little plastic flip-up things where you have to flip that before you press the button, like, even just in so you movie, don't touch it.
0: Yeah, even in the movies when you launch the nuke, you always have to flip up the little thing first, and then you can push the button. I'm wait, just wait. watching this thinking I'll never
2: be a starship captain because I, you've seen how I talk. I wave my hands
1: wildly. <laughs> I'm going to be hit and kill all the people multiple times a day. <laughs> A flailer, flailing talkers, but on that ship. I mean, Kirk alone—he's the hands. I have to say the point with the hands. Oh no, I've killed someone who didn't like me very much. <laughs> what a shame! <laughs> and then the ship gets rocked back and forth to where people are clonk, crawl like grabbing onto that chair for support. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like oh no, we've been hit by Romulan fire. Also, Schmidt is dead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Oh my god! (laughs) I can spend another eight hours talking about this fucking chair, but (laughs) Um, it is
1: fascinating part of the episode.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because the entire episode hinges on it. Yeah, if they had just had better hardware, this episode literally would not happen. Having said that, I'm not going to say I like this episode. I will say this was weird for me because I liked almost every of the main characters you know main speaking parts and stuff they had for this episode except for Kirk <laughs> yeah all the new people they introduced I mean which we'll never see again I'm sure but like <laughs> I liked I liked the prosecutor like a uh, 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 reached uh, Ariel Shaw I liked his you know whatever the Cogly guy the the flirty guy <laughs> the Commodore like I liked Stone Commodore Stone I liked him I liked every all the characters they introduced are like I'm actually more interested in these people than I am with, like, our starship (laughs) that we're supposed to be following.
1: Yeah. I want to
2: follow, like, Federation Starfleet prosecutor, lawyer, like, I want to, like, this is a (laughs) spin-off show. Sure, I've watched Law & Order. We could do Starfleet Academy version of this. (laughs) Yes, she was good. Like Except I she was liked a her. Bad
0: lawyer. She should yeah, never she's... have been talking to him without saying, what? "Oh, hey, by the way, I'm the opposition lawyer." She,
1: she is hitting straight for a candlelit uh, mistrial for two.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she's like it was a very interesting. Cause, like I liked that, even though that was not that's who. That's yep. not good. And I'm just sort of like, how has she been a prosecutor for this long? Yeah. <laughs> if this is the kind of shenanigans she pulls up, you know, she, <laughs> she she pulls. But having said that, I actually, like, really like the fact that, like, she she apparently had this past history with him. And she was like, maybe, maybe I'll just, one dinner can't hurt. Sure, what? Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, guess what? I'm going to have to try to put you in jail tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Although there's that moment where she was like she tells him she's like flattery will get you everywhere and I very audibly went ew
1: <laughs> which caused me to ask are you saying ew about the creepiness or about her earrings which were little <laughs> stained glass numbers that were very interesting to look at
0: <laughs> No they definitely the creepiness
3: Yeah
2: <laughs> I just figured uh, that's it's Kirk obviously like if you like Kirk you probably have some like fucked up weird seducing like you probably got weird kinks you know yeah. I just assumed like oh well you know this is just how they work as a couple they're just both super gross if you're willing
1: to <laughs> roleplay as the ship without a personality mind you then you're into <laughs> stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? uh, can we also talk about how when Kirk was down on the space station or a planet? Starbase, yeah. Yeah, so he's down on the Starbase bla- star in his deep V. He gets back up to the ship, I think, or he's somewhere else, and he had changed back into his gold uniform top. He went back to talk to the Commodore, and he was wearing his deep V again. And then later, he's back in his regular shirt and then in his dress uniform for his court martial. I'm like, why are you changing your clothes every five minutes? I don't understand. You are the most high maintenance man I've ever met. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. That, I'm pretty sure,
2: is um, bad editing. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, yeah, also, yeah. His, his shirt got torn
0: again. Yes. <laughs> I wrote that too. <laughs> Oh my god! I think I was just like, oh, there goes uh, Kirk's uh, shirt again. (laughs) Yeah, he went too long without getting it torn off his body.
3: Yeah, we didn't see that at all last episode. So
1: (laughs) very particular tactile kinks, ships, (laughs) and having his clothes torn off of his body.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that just uh, some people are into that, I guess. It's
3: it's not unusual. I mean, yeah.
2: not hard to imagine either of those yeah. <laughs> this is gonna delve a little bit into me not the way you think but um i've been <laughs> studying historical dress lately there's no way seams are sturdy <laughs> when you sew things correctly like shit doesn't tear that's why you sew it <laughs> so it won't tear and i'm like those those star those uh Starfleet uniforms must be the flimsiest, cheapest, you know, child labor-made like clothing. It's not clothing doesn't tear. <laughs> if you make something correctly, it doesn't tear. And like his stuff is getting ripped off of his body every other episode. Does he does he pre-rip them? Does he, like, does he perforate this amount? does he, yeah, perforate I, I, does he is, strip is some it, of the stitches
1: it, out so it will tear, like? <laughs> is it that, or has Kurt gone heavy on the red and green chunks, and the uh, <laughs> uniform he wore at the Academy is no longer the correct size for him?
2: But he won't That's order a size possible. up because he's vain? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. I not
3: <laughs> All right. I can see that. So they are already got strain on it. You know, make mm-hmm. it easier. Okay. You did say, Mac, in one of our first episodes that his girdle becomes load-bearing after a while. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> By season three, he's packed in pretty tight.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Kirk. Yeah. Uh,
2: like, just, it's fine. It's totally fine. Just order a size up, you know? Like, shit, you the captain, go get things altered, you know? You can get a tailored... You know, I'm sure tailored Starfleet suit, like it's fine.
1: Especially when there's no money involved.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my god. It's amazing like how much tailoring will do to your silhouette. Like so I'm just I'm just gonna get on I'm just gonna get on like a dress topic from now on, just fucking costuming. <laughs> just it's not supposed to work like that. Yeah. In other news, what are star dates?
3: uh
1: don't yeah in the original series don't even don't even try there's no rhyme no reason to them at all
2: they're just random and they hurt me (laughs) yeah
1: they're completely random the they're more
0: linear in later series after we get
1: to the next generation they have a very sequential order to where you could tell what any where any episode or movie takes place in relation to the other okay but in the original series they are just random sci-fi nonsense Oh my God. In, in yeah. theory, expanding to you know, kind of secondary canon, it's a way of a uni- developing a universal time system that also accounts for faster than light travel.
2: No, that ma- that makes sense in terms yeah. of like if you're not like. The clock is based on Earth time, <laughs> right? You know, so like if you're not on Earth, you're gonna need some way to measure, uh, time. I keep looking at the star dates, thinking that they're gonna tell me something, and they don't. <laughs> they just, they just fucking don't. And it's like they'll go. It'll be like it was like thirty one something or other last episode, and then this episode's twenty nine forty six, and I'm just like, is this
1: now? Was this filmed
2: of, out of order? Like
1: <laughs> that. That's true as well. So that is also happening. So I think they're getting into something resembling at least a sequential order, but it's not very useful because earlier in the season we had stuff in like the 1500s and then the 4000s, and yeah, it, it you know it's going to be a while before start dates make any sort of even internal sense.
2: And I just I want it to make sense and it's not making sense and it just hurts me. And I feel like it's an attack personally on me. It's yep. <laughs> like they did this just to piss me off, even though I wasn't even born yet. And they didn't even know that I wasn't they didn't even know I was gonna be born because I was born a, a, a couple decades later. But like it just it it hurts me and I can't
1: <laughs> Right around the time you were born, they fixed it.
2: <laughs> oh thank god oh they
1: knew my- you were-
2: I brought order to the universe. You did. (laughs) All right, put that on my gravestone. I'm done.
1: (laughs) We are running. in,
2: guys. I fulfilled my destiny.
1: (laughs) We're running a little long on time. Has anybody got anything else on Court Martial? I almost called it Shore Leave. That's not the name of this episode. (laughs) That
0: was a different
1: one. Anything else on Court Martial? Z, you got anything?
3: I was thinking, like, last episode, that I was like, how can we never get to see them at home? And then on this one, they were like, home. So I was I was glad about that.
0: But that's kind of really my only other thing. I, I felt like way too much of this episode was just the computer reading service records. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, is this the one where we learn he has a degree in space psychology? What is that? It is indeed. indeed. <laughs> yeah. Is he not yeah. really a medical doctor at all? He's no. just a space psychologist? Yes. Yes, I,
2: I'm <laughs> like, this is it. I'm vindicated. <laughs> You're not That's why they
0: call him Bones, because he's not a doctor. <laughs> and I just picked up on the weird detail of after the computer read their service record. And they were done. The guy, the bailiff or whatever his job was, takes the little colored card out of the computer and hands it back to the person. Like, do you just have to carry your servicer record on a disc everywhere you go? Like, does it validate parking? I don't understand what that. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> I, I did
2: not catch that. And now I... Need I need to know this. This is gonna <laughs> hurt me. Two o'clock in the morning, I'm gonna be awake going, what the fuck is that card? Is okay. that is it like their driver's license that has like their whole like is it is it
3: <laughs> It was nice. so a floppy disk too. Yeah. <laughs> the computer yeah. disc
1: thing is is interesting because you have in the last one in tomorrow's yesterday when you have the chicken soup guy. He's talking with Kyle, the transporter chief, and says, "Hey, you want anything to eat? Like, hey, how about chicken soup?" He has two discs in his hand. He puts <laughs> one of them in the replicator and gets chicken soup. So clearly, he had red or green chunks or chicken soup. <laughs> in his hands.
2: That's it. There's only two options on the menu. <laughs> and the
1: guard guessed right.
2: <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
1: What is this show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. <laughs> Anything else from anybody else before we wrap up for this episode?
0: Uh, Uhura continues to be awesome. At one point, she was doing everyone else's job on the bridge.
1: This is the one where she took the helm at the end, right?
0: I think so, yeah. She's just just up there doing everything, yeah.
1: Yeah, not only is she like the the absolute chief master of the communication systems, but she can take the helm in a crisis. It's not like, oh, you know, if we're just flying along, I could man it. Like, if shit's going down, I can take that thing and get us out of it.
0: Yeah. She's got like defensive starting skills, yeah. Yeah. I, I I know they probably didn't do this. There's a great episode of Next Gen where the Doctor is, like, running the entire ship. I'm like, I would love to see Uhura do that in the original yes. series. But I, I doubt they're going to give me that wish. I don't think Just so. Just write a spec
2: script and then we'll film it. There you go. <laughs> um, Starbase 11 is a nightclub. Just, you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> you, you're right.
1: <laughs> all Star Wars are a little bit uh, uh, that Heart way.
0: Night
1: club. <laughs> and, and, and for anyone who's played Star Trek online a little bit, you show up at a Starbase, it's just a bunch of like pressing a button and watching your avatar dance for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, just to totally interrupt. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Were we going to talk about Among Us? Oh, yeah. So oh. this. Z Z
1: comes in on the, the group chat and says, Hey, have you guys played Among Us? And you know, fellow youths, I'm up with the, the cool things that you guys like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the
1: response was, Buh? what is <laughs> this? And, and so Z describes the game. Z described the game as you described it to me.
3: So okay, so it's like a murder mystery thing where like you run around and you have to do these tasks. Somebody is an imposter. And they're faking tasks and trying to kill you, and you're trying to figure out who it is.
1: Yeah, sort of like a uh, murderer online. Right. Cool idea for a game, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." So yeah, I'll, I'll download it. I download it. We're watching something. We may have been watching one of these episodes, and, and so I start playing it. And they did not tell me that at least for one part of this, it takes place on a Star Trek style spaceship. Z Bear Reed. <laughs> yep. And so I have not done any of the murder mystery part. There's a free play where you just go around accomplishing tasks on the on the ship and it's very soothing.
2: Yeah, that's kind of really all I want in a video game, to be honest, is like, can I just be like a red shirt on a I don't want to go down to the planet. I just I just want to plug this wire into this thing and then we're good. The ship can keep on sailing.
0: <laughs> I, what if like Star Trek yeoman, and you're just the yeoman on the ship, running around doing errands. Or yeah, yes.
1: Games like uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, like you 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 have a restaurant and you have to make dishes for everybody that's coming. Oh, like the Diner restaurant. Dash, like Diner stuff. Dash and that sort of thing. Overcooked. It's yeoman, and and you just come in with crew members and you feed them bread and green chunks and and <laughs> coffee and yep. paramedics on a gold mine.
0: And yeah, you you hand them paperwork to sign, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually into this idea.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad idea.
2: I would play this. I would play it all day. Like this is would be my new obsession.
0: Right. Is it possible 2020 has warped us in such a way that like just something mundane like that sounds like the most amazing video game ever?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, is no, <laughs> there aren't any other players, so no one bothers you while you're accomplishing these <laughs> yeah. things. That is yeah. that is anything that's everything I want. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, but there's a the real answer. In there. oh, I was gonna say oh no go ahead, Z. I was gonna say there's there's dummies just like placed in the rooms. So it's like it's kinda like you're not alone, but like they don't bother you. So you're alone. You know. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> your co-workers over there, but they won't talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: They don't need anything. They don't they don't have a <laughs> just yeah. Uh it's how I wish the world was. <laughs> Me as a little right. red red little pod man. bring wires back together
2: (laughs) i mean part of the reason why it's like 2020 has warped us is that we don't get the right kind of dopamine spikes in our day-to-day lives anymore so we need a digital version of the dopamine spike yeah (laughs) which is like accomplishing an easy task and getting instant gratification for it (laughs) hooray
0: (laughs) so good
1: Next time, your away team will go to, I think the planet's called Beta 3, for Return of the Archons. Will there be a misbehaving Godman? Only time will tell. And then we will go to one of the more iconic episodes of the original series, given that it fueled one of the most beloved of the Star Trek movies, and therefore also fueled some of the lesser beloved movies, as they tried <laughs> to copy it, Space Seed. Will be on our episode next time where we first meet uh, Ricardo Montalban as Khan Noonien Singh.
0: But forget that guy. Uhura is a badass in that episode.
1: That's so a special exciting. preview. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, it's almost Uhura's strongest moments in that episode. So from there, somebody say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Tanya. I <laughs>